All right. <laughs> Welcome to Trilogy's Podcast. We are doing a special episode today. A special St. Patrick's Day St. Patty's Day. Because uh, you may not have noticed it from the uh, the names that are attached to the podcast, but... Omera. And McQuaid. McQuaid. <laughs> we might be a little Irish in us. Uh, strong Irish. Uh, and if you ask our wives, sometimes there's a little Irish in them. Habazinga. <laughs> oh. Anyways, it's St. Patty's Day. We thought to ourselves, it'd only be right that we actually do an episode, and we are breaking a little bit of a rule tonight. Yeah, we are, we're moving uh, away from American and local brews. We're moving away from America. But something that's uh, local and always near and dear to our hearts. I, I don't know too many bars I don't go to that don't have this on tap exactly. and completely pour it wrong well, all the goddamn time. That's okay. But, uh, we'll talk about that. We'll something talk something from that. the fatherland. Yep. Something from uh, that helped raise us. That when is we true. Were just uh, we barons. That's true. Uh, we're drinking Guinness tonight. Damn right. Yeah. When you get yourself a nine thousand year lo- uh, lease on a piece of property, that's true. You gotta make sure you're brewing good shit that lasts for years. Well, that's true. Arthur Guinness did get his original lease in seventeen fifty nine because I think he rented a like it was in a. It wasn't a, even a brewery at the no, time. No, it, it was wasn't a, at the it time. Was just a, a a shell of a. It was just like pretty much an empty building. Yeah, right on uh, the St. James. Yep, on St. James Place. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yep. And uh, he somehow finagled a nine thousand year lease into that. And, and weirdly uh, enough, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, the Guinness Brewery um, over off of St. James Place in Dublin, Ireland. Yeah is actually considered a skyscraper. Now, what dictates a skyscraper in uh, the wonderful city of Dublin is it's just a tall building. Yeah. It actually happens to be the tallest building in Dublin, Ireland, where you can go up to the actual... Tall. It's not. Like, it is not at all. Like when we think skyscraper in America, we think we're thinking like uh, what Sears Tower. Sears Tower. Yeah, I Empire mean, State Building. Yes. But this is something. I mean, uh, I think if I remember right, because me and my father went there like years ago. Six, seven stories. That's about it. Yeah. Yep. And the only thing, the reason it makes it that high is because you go up to Galaxy Bar, which is the pub on the very top of the brewery, and it is all glass. Yes. Yeah, so you so can you see, can see everything uh, above the other three-story buildings. Um, so, I mean, but it's, it's fun. It's great, you know. But when you're, when you're at the Guinness Brewery, you're able to go and you get your certificate as being a person that knows how to pour a proper Guinness. Right. Which I feel like we'll talk about as we go throughout this podcast. Um, but at the same point in time, you get a certificate for that. And then you walk up to the Galaxy Bar and you get a ticket to actually mm-hmm. get a Guinness poured fresh right there for you to consume while looking over all of glorious, beautiful Dublin. Well, I think... You know, the in addition to uh, locking in that lease for so long, mm-hmm. I think what the beautiful part was, in addition to locking in a great rate. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I, I think they what? pay something like 50 pounds a, a year, year for that. Yeah. Yeah, which is. For 9,000 years. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm sure the interest rate might go up every once in a while. Yeah, that's a pittance. Yeah, I think they'll be uh, But they get access to all that fresh water mm-hmm. which as we know is important to brewing beer absolutely so way to go mr guinness i can't argue that uh we need you know I, i'm sorry I, I i we have to pop this top yeah i think if we're going to discuss ireland irish facts 
uh, St. Patrick's Day. Yes. Uh, we definitely need, should be uh, engaged in the brew. Absolutely. And so. I, as you know, I have beers I will sit there and say are some of my top favorite beers. Yeah. This is one of them. I absolutely love Guinness Draft Stout. It is an amazing beer, especially when consumed in the motherland, the fatherland yes. of Ireland. When it is poured right there, so fresh, so delicious. Poured correctly. I keep stressing that. And I'll explain more as we go on with this. I think but, you should. Oh, Once my God. Once you pop this top, tell us how to correctly pour. Absolutely. Beer. Absolutely. So let's pop this. Now, here's the thing. We are drinking from a can. And this a is the type different. of beer that actually requires a nitro, mm-hmm. you know? So as we drink this, you see a little bit of bubbling right off the top. Yeah. But it's also because it has a little nitrogen capsule inside the beer that actually drops all the way down into your beer to actually create that almost cascading type of feeling before you consume it. So normally you would take the can here and pour it into a glass. Right. Does that mean you can't drink it from the can? No, it doesn't mean that at all. You can still consume it from the can. It's totally fine. Should we get glasses? No, it will be fine. Okay. It's no big deal. I mean, uh, we're not super fancy here. And it's still going to taste just damn good. I... You know, yeah, I'm it, fine with that. but otherwise, uh, yeah. So that's that's what happens is you feel that little ball that'll fall down in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, the little ball contains nitrogen, will helps to generate the Guinness that you're going to be drinking, like nitrous know? oxide. So it reacts with uh, and creates that carbonation, or uh, to effect, or yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's more, it's a nitrogen. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, because you do a full nitro system. So if you do a Guinness on your tap at a bar, you actually have to have a nitro system in place to serve this beer. Right. You know, it's not like your normal tapped uh, carbonated beer already that's mm-hmm. coming out of the keg. You know, the nitrogen is pumped into this beer is actually going to go through and help with the cascading factor. Yeah. Um, it's not going to foam the same way you're going to see a normal beer foam and the head mm-hmm. slowly goes away. It's a little different. It's almost more of a creamier, which uh, a right. lot of people know. And you'll, you'll go to, you know, especially on St. Patty's Day, you go to a pub, you can find that fancy bartender that actually will put like a four-leaf clover in your beer foam, you know, when they're pouring you a Guinness, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. But otherwise, let's, uh, to your health. To, uh, to yours, sir. Man, look at you guys. Excelente. I love it. Excelente. Exactly. What is wrong about that beer? Please tell me. Nothing. Nothing. Well, I left a mustache right there, but that's fine. It's okay. Don't worry about it. It's so smooth. It's a good beer. It tastes so good. You know, and a lot of people think, again, I think we were talking about it on uh, when we did uh, Mocha Sombrero from Clown Shoes. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were talking about darker beers like a stout being heavier, you know. And, uh, I mean, in the end of it all, when it comes down to it, this beer is not that heavy, right? Not heavy at all. It's not. I mean, when you sit here and you drink this, I mean, I'm going to be very honest you know when me and my dad we went to ireland we actually played on the the same golf course that the irish open is played on right Mm -hmm. no golf cart by the way you are walking your clubs the entire yeah you're walking the whole thing and it's worth it. it is absolutely beautiful unless you lose a head cover for one of your clubs and you have to go find it back on a par five but anyways (laughs) not saying that happened it happened to me uh but it's absolutely beautiful walking the whole thing but after you've walked 18 holes of golf. Yeah. You're tired. You're thirsty. It's called a stroke. Yeah. You're going to feel like a fucking fucking die. die. (laughs) Fucking Scots they are. Anyways, 
Um, <laughs> but uh, thank you, Robin Williams. God rest your soul. Uh, I feel like I did the Sammy Sosa to him. Yeah, um, you did. That- you're right. Uh, but no, I mean, when we were done, we jumped in our little Fiat and uh, we drove to the nearest pub and we walked in parched as hell. Okay. Yeah. And we said to the bartender, can we get two? And then I asked for two and we were both knew what we were talking about. And at first he was like, all right, he brought us one each. It's like, can we get another? Oh no. Okay. Well, yeah, no problem. We downed both those Guinnesses so quickly yeah. And then another one came. But the best part is, so when you're pouring a Guinness, right? Mm-hmm. You pour a Guinness and you have a pint glass, 16-ounce glass, right. right? And you pour it about two-thirds. Okay. Reason being, you're going to let it cascade, you know, let it kind of sit, settle, do its thing. And then you're going to pour the rest of it in there before you're actually able to consume the beer. So the actual pouring process of a Guinness is about three to five minutes. It's got to take a while. It's going to take a bit. You can't just let the glass sit. You have to tilt no, no, the glass. No, no, uh, no. With a Guinness, you can let it sit. Uh-huh. That's that's a lot of things. That, that's a perfect thing I see at Buffalo Wild Wings every freaking time. Mm-hmm. They do the whole turn the glass to the side and they try to fill it from the side. No, with a Guinness, you can sit there and let it pour right up and just fill right up. Okay, okay? and it comes up to the two third mark, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, after it's you let it sit there, do its thing, come back, fill it, pull it, handle all the way down. So almost like horizontal. It goes from a vertical to a horizontal. Whereas more, they just kind of go to like a mm, forty five degree angle. Right. Not with Guinness. It goes straight down from a, you know, like a 90-degree angle all the way down, right? Okay. So and it comes all the way down. It fills it all the way up. And, again, you're going to get those fancy bartenders that put little pictures inside your you know, foam. And, oh, it's so cool, blah, blah, blah. You know? But that's preparing a proper uh, Guinness. I don't need the art. No, you don't need either. Slice I just need a top. delicious type of – I just sure. need a delicious Guinness in my hand, you know? Um, when me and my dad were in Ireland, we went to this place called Johnny Fox's. Um, which is the, uh, the, how do I say it nicely? It's the pub that's at the highest point in Ireland, you know? Okay. So the highest pub in Ireland, I guess, is I'm trying, trying to say it in a weird way, but that's the truth. And so we went to Giant Foxes. We had great dinner there. And then there was these three Irish guys, kind of older guys. They came up and they said, our names are Jose Blanco and his three amigos, which by the way, none of them Mexican at all, all Irish. <laughs> And, and uh, tree amigos. It's the tree amigos. <laughs> and uh, they had a great time. They put, played some amazing music. And then after they took their break from their set, uh, one of the gentlemen came on over and he went to order a beer. And he poured the beer and he knew, you could tell that the bartender knew he was going to come over. Yeah. So he already had the beer kind of being poured right, right? Came over, takes a drink of the beer, sets it down and says, if you can't pour it right, I'll get back there and do it myself. So there really is a proper way to it where the the people of Ireland are very aware mm-hmm. of whether or not it's poured right, done right, done wrong, and how to do it, you know? Another great story I can keep going forever is on Ireland because I love this country and I love the people. <laughs> I, we were at the Corral, which is actually the horse track, you know? We're standing at the horse track and trying to get to the bar to get my dad and uh, me a beer. And this old guy keeps kind of getting pushed out of the way. And there, there's no lines. It is just a crowd pushing forward, sir. pretty much, right? And so we're pushing forward, pushing forward. This old man keeps getting pushed out of the way. He goes, sir, come up in front of me. So the guy comes up in front of me, and he tells me, thank you, Yank. And I'm like, all right, so he knows I'm American. I get it. He goes, no problem. So I let you in front. Now you're going to do me a favor. you got to tell me what is the number one beer drinking in Ireland because that's what I want to order. He says, I'm about to do it. He goes, one pint. And he says, one pint, and automatically the bartender runs over and just starts pouring a Guinness. <laughs> Not even a question. 
Right. Not even out, oh, what's going on? But Guinness in Ireland can be ordered in different amounts. You know, you can say one pint, a pint and a quarter, a pint and a half, you know, and whatever. And they'll do that. They'll pour you a 16 ounce and then a quarter glass or a 16 ounce and half of a pint glass, you know. Huh. And they'll serve that to you just like that. And I thought that was the coolest thing. I've never seen it done that way. Mm-hmm. But it was pretty cool. I mean, it was really exciting. But it was, it was neat to have a gentleman that's obviously lived there for quite some time. And knew how to do it. And he taught me right then and there, you know. It, it was so much fun to experience their culture, their people. Ireland is an amazing country. Beautiful yeah. country. You know, rich with culture, rich with religion, rich with music and beauty. I mean, the 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 green on the hills of Ireland, I've never seen a green like this before. That's it is right. absolutely Poetry. beautiful. Yeah, I, I, thank you, sir. Is there a book that I need to write? Probably here? is. <laughs> so, but uh, no, I mean, yeah, I've said so much about Ireland already. You go ahead and you take your turn, sir. Well, I mean, uh, you know, it's a. Uh, well, I First mean. First, I just want to drink beer. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you, you probably grew quite a thirst right there talking to someone. Uh, I'm a bit parched. You should be. I'm a bit parched here, right? Uh, I, I guess I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to be that guy and say that, you know, Guinness is not my favorite Irish beer. I'm sorry. Do we, do we need to stop? Talking? No, no, no. We, we don't have to do that. I mean. Because I, I think we have, uh, we have such a, a strong friendship. I mean, this is a special edition can, too, man. I mean. No, it is beautiful with the two can balancing on it. I've seen that numerous places. But. Uh, so what is your favorite Irish beer? Harp. Really? Yeah. Why Harp? I, I just think uh, I think the flavor is just a little bit better. Uh, but it's not the same beer. It's not the same beer at all. Okay. okay. No, no, Harp is it's more, just a different taste that you enjoy. It's a different taste. I got you. Okay. Uh, would I say no to a Guinness? Never. Yeah, I don't say no to beer a lot of yeah. often. So. Uh, I, I just am more of a Harp fan. Also, sure, sure. Yeah. And Guinness does have the Harp in its, uh, in its label. It does, uh, it's, yeah. Uh, the Harp being one of the symbols of uh ireland that the shamrock mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you know it's a it's a very important uh and you know the celtic cross you know with the knots and everything sure sure so, uh very important piece of our uh of our culture i actually have absolutely a, the heart tattooed on my arm right there so uh, well I, I mean i think i think i've told you before I, a tattoo i'd love to do and again i don't i'm not a big fan of needles but i still come up with these amazing ideas for tattoos my wife says you do i i i really would like to someday do it I, i'm sure someday i'll be drunk enough to be okay to do it well, um, ta- well, well I, won't tattoo if you're drunk. that's what i've been told <laughs> because the alcohol becomes you know you know thins the blood out and so you bleed more um risk i'm willing to take anyways um but otherwise no the, what i've always wanted to do is do like the guinness cascade on yeah. my on like my right shoulder mm-hmm. but then have the harp uh, on there also, and then in Guinness font, my last name. I always thought that'd be so cool for some reason. I just thought it'd be really neat, you know. But um, yeah, no, being in McQuaid, you know, you definitely get excited about the Irish heritage and it being St. Patty's Day. And I don't know about you, but I, I'm definitely already got the got the stuff ready to go with you know corned beef and cabbage. We've got some cor- carrots. I got some well, I, I th- potatoes. I thought, I thought there was going to be some corned beef here today. I'm so, yeah, sorry. That's, that's okay. Hey, we should have done that. That would have been a good idea. I, I, Maybe I, some I, bangers I, and mash. God, oh, bangers and mash would have been great. That would be delicious. I've actually had uh, your corned beef and I actually uh, well, I'm making a, uh, a shamrock pizza tomorrow. But really? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Talk, talk to me. I want to hear this. Well, 
so I'm making a pizza for my kids, and okay. you know, part of it will have uh, you know just because they're wangy little turds, uh, <laughs> just cheese and pepperoni in the shape of a shamrock. But I think That's there cool. will also be some that has the uh, the corned beef line across it in the traditional Irish. Uh, lineage and uh because i'm not talented enough to make knots on there that would be uh but i think that it's gonna be a delicious pizza that sounds awesome yeah yeah it's gonna be good uh but you know some things about ireland which we should know mm-hmm. uh your last name is mcquaid my mm-hmm. last name is omero the mac the o usually mm-hmm. means son of or from the mm-hmm. you know so del- very true delineating a lineage you know of the mara family or of mara or, or Quaid of the or son of yep. the Quad, yep. Quaid. Uh, yeah, so this uh, <clears throat> a lot you, of a I, lot of wonderful things about our motherland. I'm actually reading a book right now about the troubles in uh, Northern Ireland. Ah, yes. And uh, you know the the prices and Jerry Adams and yeah. uh, Bobby Sands, who was actually elected to be a member of Parliament while a member of the IRA and on a hunger strike, and that they. You know, Margaret Thatcher, the Iron Lady, yep. terrible human being that she was, let die in prison on a, on a hunger strike. So, yeah. <laughs> now, I think, uh, you know, it, the question I was thinking in my head was uh, have you ever looked at what, have you ever looked at like your coat of arms? And oh, what, yeah. It's what, hanging uh, on my wall. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Very cool. What, what does your coat of arms look like? Uh, it's, uh, it's got some goals gleaning itself. Uh, it's got the, and some lions as well. So, uh, showing, uh, a, a protectorate, but also someone who, uh, takes care of one's own. Okay. So, uh, it was very interesting. I, it's, a uh, yeah, right, hang right in front of my, where my kids lay their heads every night. So they know where, uh, where we come from and what's important to us. That's cool. You gotta take care of your own. That's very cool. Yeah. And, uh, Omeras have distinguished themselves over the course of history. Uh, Napoleon, who we spoke of earlier, oh, that's uh, his yeah. personal surgeon was in Omera, uh-huh. uh, and then through the different colonies and things like that. Uh, you know, my grandfather served with distinction in World War II um, as a member of the PT boat service. So, you know, the Omeras have, uh, have done quite a bit for not only Ireland and you know Europe, but also for the Americas. So very cool. Very yeah. cool. No, they're they're. They're decent people, and I just happen to have the same last name. That works uh, out. That <laughs> works out, yeah. But, yeah, uh, Ireland. Uh, something I was a little, uh, little troubled about. Ireland mm-hmm. le- drinks less beer per year than the Czech Republic. Uh, we're number two, I believe, in we, Ireland. We are. Yeah. But, uh, you know, famous Irish breweries that we talked about. Guinness, obviously. Hearts. Yeah, Hearts, Smix. Yep. Delicious. Yep. Balmers, Magners. Yeah. Who oh, else? Uh, uh, yeah, all great. You yeah, know, in Vegas, the Nine Fine Irishman yeah, has, actually has all of those on tap. Yeah, which is great. You know, you can just go down the lines. Uh, one, true, two, true. three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, have you ever had a Kilkenny, by the way? I have. Oh my god, it's almost got that same creaminess that you find in a Guinness, mm-hmm. but in more of a, a red, a, a red a Irish ale. Red. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. so good. And I, I like that. I'm more of a fan of a red than a dark. But, okay. Uh, yeah. You know, as as we've talked about, absolutely. You know, I, I, I can. You're more of a style. ginger fan. I got you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's gonna get you in trouble. It's, uh, <laughs> see, and I stick to the darker color. I got yeah, you. There you go. You're welcome, <laughs> Anyways, so but uh, you know, also uh, strong in Ireland, the mm-hmm. predominance of Roman Catholicism, yep. as opposed to Protestants. 
Yeah. Uh, which we've talked about, the difference uh, in their whiskey between Jameson and Bushmills. Yes, Jameson very true. is the one we go for. Uh, absolutely. Bushmills is Protestant whiskey, which... We would not touch. Yeah, no, we, we don't, don't touch it. We, we grew up realizing we could do better. Exactly. Yep. So, yes. Ugh. Now, Jameson is definitely a, a fantastic option. Uh, Tillamore Dew is also a very good option. I do. Um, I'm a big fan of Tillamore Me too. It's so good. Um, but, yeah, I think... Uh, Oh, man, I, I definitely think when it comes to Ireland, it, there's so many wonderful things that we've received here in America. You mm. know, I mean, we'll we'll be celebrating and enjoying ourselves as much as we're able to in these times uh, or these, you know, with everything going on right now with the uh, virus and whatnot. We, oh, we want everybody to keep safe. But at the yeah. same point in time, we want everybody to enjoy themselves and, and, and realize that. You know, I feel like, for lack of a better way of putting it, a piece of the culture of Ireland has really stretched over to America when we take the time to actually celebrate. And we always say everybody has a little, everyone's Irish on St. Patty's Day, you know. Uh, but at the same point in time, it's more of a, it's a, it's a time of gathering together with mm-hmm. friends, uh, enjoying yourselves, uh, doing what you can. And also remember to be safe, of course. But it's that, it's that coming together, you yeah. know, that makes us all uh, one uh, uh, a group of culture, a group of, of love, a group of enjoying uh, your common man, you know? And obviously St. Pat uh, was the patron saint of Ireland, and uh, he rid uh, Ireland of snakes, which so I'm a big fan right off the bat because yeah. I freaking hate snakes. That might have been a metaphor. No, no, I think it was pretty much the truth right there. It's okay. a, it's a fact, <laughs> I didn't see one snake in Ireland when I was there, so St. Pat did a great job. There you go. You know, you don't think, anyways. So, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, the best part about, um, you know, visiting Ireland is the people. The people there are so nice. I mean, everywhere me and my dad went while being in Ireland, uh, they were either super helpful. Mm-hmm. are super friendly, willing to help you out. And the worst part about Ireland is not everybody knows how to get wherever they're trying to get going. Well, so, and that's, that's the funny thing is, and maybe it, it, maybe you want to call it a, you know, a, a hell of a, hell of a, a financial scheme or whatever. But uh, me and my dad, we were in Dublin and we were trying to get to Guinness, weirdly enough. Yeah. And we go to this pub and we ordered a sandwich which it seemed, I guess, a really odd to the bartender at the time. But he's like, yeah, we do food. And so they served us this uh, roast beef sandwich, which came with one slice of roast beef on a piece of sandwich uh, or a piece of bread with another bread off to the pieces off the side. And he oh, gave us mustard base. and mayo to put on our sandwich ourselves if we'd like. Yeah. And it was like, okay, this is a little different. So we did it. And it was the most amazing sandwich <laughs> <laughs> while we downed a couple of Guinnesses at this pub. So we ordered another sandwich. Uh-huh. You can see at the bartender was like, what the fuck? And, you know, but we did, and we had another sandwich each, and we ate that, and it was good. And we were like, you know, we're trying to get to Guinness. He's like, oh, I'll show you the way as soon as you're done. So we finished our pints, and uh, we're walking out the door. And the guy, and he's very sharply dressed. I mean, vest, bow tie, white shirt, you know, uh, apron. Very nice, to the T, right? And he t- says, okay, so you see that you see that wall down there? Yeah. So you're going to walk down that wall, it's a building, and you're going to make a right. When you make a right, uh, you're going to go all the way down to, um, it's, um, well, there's a tree right there on that corner there. Okay. Okay. You get that tree, you're going to go ahead and make a left and you walk down that way. Okay. And, left um, of the tree. Left of the tree. And, uh, 
You know, McMurray's is over there. You go over to McMurray's. I got a friend there. I'll let him know you're coming. Go inside McMurray's. He'll get you taken care of. He'll get you there. All right, all right. So cool, cool. We walked down Isn't the, the wall. The Guinness, the largest structure in Dublin. Yeah, but you got a bunch of three story buildings in front of you. you. Can't see shit. Okay. You know, and they're really tight, really tight on each yeah, other. Yeah, it, it's very compact. Uh, very compact. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, it's even tight, tight like a tiger to drive a freaking uh, Fiat Fiat through. Right. Uh, so, anyways, so we walk down. The, we walk down there. And we can find McMurray's. We walk in there, bartender, and of course we have a pint because you know, well, we just got done walking. When in Dublin. Like when in Dublin, exactly. So we go and we go inside the McMurray's and we have a pint. And the guy's like, oh, "Okay, I'll show you how to get there." <laughs> show you all right. Here we go. You go down this way right here, and it's going to take you to Tucker's. You go down and um, there's a church. Oh, what the fuck way you go? Ah, <laughs> uh, it's either going to be Patrick's or Christ King. Yeah. You probably could have Google mapped this. Well, we didn't have it back in the time. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, anyway, so, anyway, so, anyways, like three pubs later, uh, <laughs> we finally figure out how to get to James, uh, St. James Place right. to take us into Guinness. And it was a great time. But at the same point in time, it was just funny because every time you talk to somebody, they know how to get there, kind of. Yeah, and it was just so funny. We had like, such a great time. Any just of you me and actually there. live here. Is it? Oh yeah, I live right down there. It's just right down the road, right there. Uh huh. Um. Uh, to the right, I think. Hey, I'm not worried. So, but anyways, uh, I made I'll, it. I'll find it. I find it. But no, I mean, it was great <laughs> to go and you know, you know, go through Dublin, which was a good time. But then to go and see, you know, um, uh, Mount Mount Kennedy. That was great. To go to uh, uh, Kong, which is where um, uh, The Quiet Man was filmed. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's that bridge. You can actually go to the bridge what? where John Wayne's sitting there. And Not just in his free. No, exactly. It's Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you go there. Uh, Calmore Abbey, beautiful grounds with huge, beautiful gardens and uh, uh, a chapel off to the side. It's The stained glass is amazing. Uh, and then you go to um, Galway. Which that's one me and my dad wish we had spent more time at. Yeah, in Galway. Because while we were in Galway, we originally were talking. What's that? Which I believe the Shannon River flows into. It does, yes. Mm -hmm. So we we actually originally were told that we most of our family is from Cork, which is in Southern Ireland. Right. We did a little more studying and we found out we're actually from Galway. So as soon as we found that out after we'd been, we're like, God, we really wish we'd spend more time in Galway. Right. Um, But uh, otherwise, spent great time there. Kilkenny, beautiful city. Limerick was beautiful. Uh, Rian Carey, great drive. Holy smokes. Um, beautiful. If you ever go to Ireland, you have to see the Rian Carey. It's just a beautiful drive nonetheless. Um, but God dang, Kilkenny was great. Killarney was great. Um, God, we went all over of Ireland, and we loved every minute of it. And God, I can't wait to go back again because it's just worth it every bit. Oh, man. Yeah. Just uh, probably one of my favorite vacations of all time. Just me and my dad having a great time and just... We didn't plan anything other than like two nights, yeah. And those were nights in hotels. Otherwise, we just bed and breakfast the whole way through, you know. So, and when it comes to Irish breakfast, I mean, you're talking like, like Irish soda bread, Irish soda bread, jam. your jam, your tomato, your uh, ham, bacon, and then you have your pudding. You have your white pudding, and you have your black pudding. And you know what black pudding is? It's a. Uh, is that like? Is that liver? It's done in. Uh, it's done in a goat's blood. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it looks black, right? And a lot of people are like, that's disgusting. I had to try it at least once. Yeah. So I did. 
once, and that was good. So <laughs> my mother hung me on that right? once. All right, we were good. We were once. good. But I mean, every morning we woke up, every bed breakfast we went to, they had Irish breakfast, and it, it was one of those things where he's like, "You think you'd get tired of it after a while, but it was different in little subtle ways everywhere yeah. we went. So it was worth it. You know, yeah, I really enjoyed it. So good, delicious, so dense, diverse. so good. You yeah. know, oh, I love it. and it, the butter. Oh my oh, god, yeah. carry little butter is freaking ridiculous. Just the uh, subtle changes in how you uh, produce that can mm-hmm. actually make a huge difference. Absolutely, absolutely. But, uh, ah, I mean, we hope that you have a wonderful St. Patty's Day. Yeah, we sure. We hope do. that you are being responsible. Yep. We hope that, you know, not only in your choice of rideshare devices but also in your uh you know social distancing yes uh we want to make sure that we're all safe and uh doing what we can to keep this virus at bay Mm -hmm. uh but control what you can control have fun be safe uh keep those irish eyes smiling yeah always (laughs) and uh yeah an an irish blessing too you know yeah May uh, the road always rise up to meet you. May the sun always be at your back. And uh, if you die, well, hopefully get to heaven before the devil realizes you're dead. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we hope that you have a wonderful St. Patty's Day and that you uh, keep uh, those mm-hmm. uh, wonderful Irish qualities about you uh, throughout the rest of the year. Even if you're not Irish. Yeah. I mean, nobody's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> <Not> exactly. <laughs> Thank you once again, guys. Happy St. Patty's Day from us here at Trivial Drinks Podcast. Be safe, y'all. Be safe. Irish eyes were smiling.